G'day, I'm AJ, and I'm from a wee country called New Zealand. We're pretty lucky here in New Zealand. We were the first country to get FBOS cards, Pokemon Go, and a woman Prime Minister. Why? Because while America is dealing with terror attacks, we're arguing over a new flag. While Russia is arming up for World War III, we're throwing six toys at politicians. A first world country disconnected from the rest of the planet. The world is burning, and we have a front row ticket. So join me and a specially selected guest, and let's see what's happening this time over the ditch. episode of Over the Ditch, a podcast about a New Zealand perspective on the rest of the mad old world out there. I've uh, got specially selected guest today, Gus O'Rattray. Gus, how are you? Thank you, I'm very good. Thank uh, you for being here. It's really good to be here, actually. Good to hear I'm specially selected as well. That's, yeah, oh, mate, it's a hell of a selection rule. process as well. Yeah, well, the, a lot the, of names. I listened to the last episode, you said it was just uh, first to reply. You know, it's early stages, though, Gus. You, you can't, you can't set the standard reply, for the rest of the show. I know. I didn't even... Re- I know. I caught you. I drugged you and caught you <laughs> and brought you here. The story I'm going to read to you today, Gus, uh, comes from England. Identical twin sisters Ursula and Sabina Eriksson were born in Sine, Vermland, Western Sweden in 1967. The two lived fairly normal lives. Sabina lived in Ireland with her partner and two children, and Ursula lived in America. In Liverpool, at 8.30am on 17th of May, Saturday, the twins went into a St Anne Street police station to report concerns over Sabine's children. So St Anne, that's in Liverpool. They were there for about 45 minutes. At midday, the pair boarded a National Express coach to London. A police report stated that the twins suddenly disembarked from the coach at Keeley Services, a motorway service station. The pair began to walk down the central reservation of the M6 motorway before attempting to cross the motorway causing chaos to the traffic and picking up minor injuries in the attempt. One of them, Guyana, got clipped by a car while they were trying to cross the motorway. And there's all CCTV footage of this, by the way. So s- is it good footage? Have you seen the footage? Very interesting footage. Have you ever seen a lady be hit by a car? Once. <laughs> well, here's a second time you're on YouTube. <laughs> all right, I'll watch it. <laughs> Highways agency traffic officers attend to the incident, and police officers were called to help assist. Along with, the police came, um, along with the police came a small television crew who happened to be filming motorway cops, which is kind of like a police 107 kind of show, yeah, yeah. with one of the officers. Standing on the north this direction... This is all very... This is true. This is a true, true story. So it's 2008 this happened. Right. Very elaborate. All right. Standing on the north direction hard shoulder of the motorway, the police spoke to a highway agency tra- traffic officer, appraising them of the situation. Appraising? Appraising them of the situation? Oh, appraising is positive. Yeah, appraising. I'm advising them of the situation. (laughs) Without warning, Ursula ran into the side of an oncoming Benz Actros 2546 articulated lorry. So it's a big, like, 16-wheeler truck, travelling at around 56 miles per hour. It's about 100 k's. Sabina then followed her onto the road and was hit by a Volkswagen Polo, travelling at high speed. Both survived... Ursula was immobilised as the lorry had crushed her legs. Sabina spent about 15 minutes unconscious. Premeditated. Was it? I, I might. But they, they, but the one, one of the women's, one of the women's has a kid, two kids, and a husband. One's been kidnapped. Maybe, maybe that's the thing. There's a, there are there is a lot of controversy and conspiracy theories around this event, Gus. And we haven't even gotten to the hairy mouth of it yet. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is full shaven butthole. This yeah. We're going to get into the hairy mouth of it in just a moment. All right, this is, this is the best part. 
The pair were treated by paramedics. However, both women resisted medical aid, fighting and screaming at the paramedics and police officers. Sabina shouted, They're going to steal your organs! And Ursula told the policeman restraining her, I recognise you. I know you're not real. Yeah. Sabina got to her feet, which is the one who's been unconscious for 15 minutes. Obviously, yeah. Whereupon a policewoman attempted to persuade her to stay on the ground and receive further medical attention. Sabina instead struck the officer and crossed the central reservation again, running into traffic on the other side of the motorway. She got up, bitch slapped this officer, ran onto the other side of the motorway. Emergency workers and several members of the public caught up with her, restrained her and carried her to a waiting ambulance, at which point she was sedated. Ursula was also taken to hospital where she stayed for weeks. Sabina appeared less deranged and more calmed and relaxed in police custody. On May 2008, Sabina was released from court without a full psychiatric evaluation, having pleaded guilty to trespass on the motorway and hitting a police officer. The court sentenced her to one day in custody, which which she had been deemed to have served having spent a full night in police custody. Leaving court, she began to wander the streets of Stoke-on-Trent, seemingly seemingly attempting to reach her sister in hospital, carrying her possessions in a clear plastic bag given to her by by the police. What the fuck she's up to? Her sister is immobilised. Broken legs. If that's what you want to call immobilised. Oh, I've been immobilised. (laughs) (laughs) Call an ambulance, I've been immobilised. (laughs) At 7 o'clock p.m., two local men spotted Sabina whilst walking a dog on Christchurch Street, Fenton. One of the men was a 54-year-old Glenn Hollandshed, a self-employed welder, qualified paramedic, and a former RAF worker. The other man was his friend, Peter Malloy. Although friendly, Sabina appeared to be behaving oddly, and this odd behaviour worried Malloy. Sabina asked the two men for directions to an, any nearby bed and breakfast or hotels. Hollandshed took pity upon her and instead offered her to take, take her back to his house at Duke Street, Fenton. Sabina accepted the offer, and the three walked to the house as Sabina told the man how she was trying to locate her hospitalised sister. Broken legs. Broken legs, immobilised. Back at the house, her odd behaviour continued. Most notably, she offered the men cigarettes only to quickly snatch them out of her mouth as the men smoked them, claiming the cigarettes to be poisoned. To the back of the house, she's offering them diaries. And taking them away. Yeah, she, they're going, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll have a diary. Oh, and thank you. Uh, oh, try, try that's off. exactly how Peter talks. Yeah, that, that's Pete. That's Mr. Malloy. That's Mr. Malloy. So Mr. Malloy's having a dance with his old mate, uh, shit, what's his name? Bloody old Glenn Robin? Holland Shed. Glenn. Who we don't know. No, uh, we don't know. And then Sabine's gone, oh, get those diaries out of your mouth. Like but she offers the diaries. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's twisted. So she's crazy. Well, is she? Or is she? She is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced. Go on. <laughs> she was, <laughs> let me convince you. She was also carrying multiple mobile phones, as well as a laptop. She appeared to be paranoid and constantly looked out the window. This behaviour caused Malloy to assume that she had run away from an abusive partner. Shortly before midnight, Malloy left the two and Sabina stayed the night at Hollandshed's home. The next day, the 20th of May, Hollandshed called the local hospitals in order to locate Sabina's sister Ursula. At 7.40pm, Hollandshed came outside of his house to ask a neighbour, Frank Booth, for tea bags. Frank said he would get the tea bags once he had finished washing the vehicle, and Hollandshed went back to his home. You know, tea bags? Tea bags, yeah, pretty yeah. typical English scene, you know, he's popped over, Hello, love, could I have some tea bags? <laughs> oh, sure, I'll just get them once I've finished washing me Morris Minor. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. old jam chestnut. Yeah, yeah, well, is he selling tea bags or he's just got some on the side? He's just a friendly neighbour. Ah, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Not so fantastic, though, because one minute <laughs> after returning inside, he staggered back outside... 
to the neighbour and told him, she stabbed me, before collapsing on the ground. Sabina had stabbed him five times with a kitchen knife, and Holland had died from his injuries. Sabina fled the premises, and the neighbour dialed 999. 911's the number. No, it's 999 in England, you see. No, it's 111. No, no, that's here. You just said 911. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Hold on, it's 911 here. Yeah, no, it's 111 here. Uh, and it's 911 in America. But if you, but I found if you dial 911, that is it anyway. Well, then it is 911, isn't it? Is it? Yes. Is it? Sabina ran out of the house with a hammer, periodically hitting herself over the head with it. A passing motorist, Joshua Grattage, saw this extraordinary behaviour and decided to tackle her in an attempt to take control of the hammer. While wrestling with Grattage, 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 Sabina took a roof tile out of her pocket and struck one on the back of the head with it, stunning him temporarily. A what? A roof tile? A roof tile. In the back of her pocket? Yeah, she pulled it out of her pocket. If you put a roof tile on the floor, is it still a roof tile? Yes. It is? But it's... It's become a floor tile, though. Well, yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it's food for thought. All right, so she stunned him with a roof tile, which, fair enough, is very stunning. But by this time... All kinds of things for roofs anyway. Not yeah, always, exactly. Not always tiles, you can't... Thatch. Solar panels. Solar By this time, paramedics had found her and gave chase. So they chased her in the ambo. The pursuit was, he- was ended at Heron Cross, where Sabina jumped from a 12-metre high bridge onto the A50. So she jumped off a 12-metre high bridge onto a highway. Um, having broken bones in the fall, she was taken to hospital. On June 6, 2008, she was arrested while recovering at University Hospital of North Staffordshire and was later discharged from hospital on 11th of September. Very suspicious. At which point she was charged with murder. Fair enough. She, she murdered a guy. Yeah, still. Oh, that's fair. Anyway, go on. Sabina Erickson pleaded guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility on the 2nd of September 2009. Justice Saunders concluded that Sabina had a low level of culpability for her actions. Justice Saunders also said... What was the sentence? Five years. Five years in prison. And she'd already already served about a year and a half at that stage. Well, before she was even... Before she was even sentenced, yeah. You know, England's a lot of fucking crimes over there, man. Yeah, you gotta... You gotta gotta chuck through them, you know? (laughs) Bang, here comes... Bang, four years. Here comes old... Here comes Peter Malloy. He's stolen, you know, three hats. He stole my skateboard he, he stole three Gus years ago. He stole skateboard three years ago, and he still has a message. And he knows it. He knows it. Right. Ursula's in prison, or no, she's out now. Ursula, no, sorry. Ursula's in America, and Sabina oh. got out of prison. So Sabina's out. Sabina's out. Two, 2011, she got out. Can we get her on the line? Sure can. Uh, we're coming <laughs> over to Sabina now. <laughs> Sabina, you on the line there? Oh, hello. This is Sabina. Uh... Sabina, what were you thinking? <laughs> It's funny, Gus, because I wasn't really thinking, you know. I was just sort of going on my instincts. And, oh, uh, I, admi- I admire someone that does that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you think a roofing tile... Do you think a tile is a roof tile if you put it on the floor, but it was designed for the roof? No. Ah, uh, neither. <laughs> neither, neither. I like you, Sabine. I don't care what they say. Ah, don't listen to them, Gus. I'm a cool girl. Just don't get me with my sister. Bye, 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 stab, stab, stab. <laughs> oh, Sabina, good to hear from you. Thank you, yes, thank you, Gus. <laughs> anyway, I must tend to my children. Goodbye. Well, I, t- I like her. Yeah, she's <laughs> cool. She seems cool, though. <laughs> She seemed lovely, I'd have to say. Anyway. Oh, well, um, thanks for coming to listen to that today, Gus. Well, that's all we have time for, is it? Yeah, mate, we're far over time. <laughs> <laughs>
Find the Over the Ditch podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just Google it, you bastards.